Hey everyone, Francesca here, out on maternity leave. What you're about to hear is a bonus episode from the archives originally recorded for the Frantifa, the Bituation Room's awesome patrons. They get new bonus content every week. And if you're thinking, hey, that's cool she's releasing stuff while she's out, and damn, that's a good story, and I should join the Patreon and support a new mom who's going to raise her kid to beat the crap out of Mitch McConnell as a 15-year-old so she can't face any hard time, then do it. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash room. You get perks like shout-outs, 20% off all merch, special access to AMAs, and a special edition of the weekly roundup from me while I am away. And if you can't do that right now, I get it. Just make sure to leave this podcast five stars on iTunes. Thank you so much, and enjoy. Sets of fetal remains found in anti-abortion activist home, D.C. police say. So, this is this woman, Lauren Handy. Now, oh my god, her last name is Handy. I can't believe that is real. Um, Lauren Handy, 28 years old. Uh, she's the director of activism at Progressive Anti-Abortion Uprising. Uh, Uprising POW. P-A-A-U, which is, it's actually interesting because she's also against, oh, sorry, she's against the death penalty, which I'm like, well, at least there's consistency. And I feel like that's Mm -hmm. why she says, like, progressive, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Now, this woman goes to, like, every kind of, like, anti-choice rally. She's a crazy extremist. She gets into people's faces. And not only that, she was indicted for blocking an abortion clinic. So, um... She authorities actually so they raided her home, but not before the same day. This is I'm just this. this, I'll just read this to you. They're not from the article. The same day the uh, she was indicted for blocking an abortion clinic. Uh, She was with a bunch of other people. There was the fines are something like 11 years in prison, three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It's not nothing like at a time when I feel like pro-choice folks are losing so hard. It's nice to know that when you like try to violently block people from getting access to clinics, like there's a consequence, mm-hmm. you know? So, so this is the same day that she gets indicted on these charges. I'm fucking this up. Okay. Um, and her home gets raided. <clears throat> oh, so that's what. There was a tip that there might be some fetal remains. Um, uh, Which right. what kind of tip is that? Who or, made? Or, that sorry, bio like like bio biohazard remains was like the tip. Um, um. Now she has claimed before on Twitter that she quote unquote liberates fetal remains from waste companies to give them a proper burial. Like what? What so is she-, she talking about? Is she talking about actual garbage babies? <laughs> Like, is right, she like, talking- like, like babies left in the trash, like at the <laughs> landfill? What is she no, talking no, no. about? No, no, no. She doesn't care about like, like live babies. It's only the unborn ones that they care about. If, if, a, oh. no. So, so she wants to liberate them. Now, the funniest part about her, one of the funniest parts about her is that she describes herself as a Catholic anarchist, which like, I know some Catholic anarchists and this is not at all what they would do, but her, 
her fucking i have to show this to you and this is I feel like, like the so- boondock saints were catholic anarchists like what is a real catholic anarchist that was like what popped into my head when i read that phrase the what what's a cat the guys from boondock saints that's who i would picture oh. as an actual catholic anarchist what kind of catholic anarch what is a real catholic anarchist? dude i don't even i don't know but her her handle on on twitter her handle is like I don't know, some shit, but her name is Catholic Bandito, which I think is so fucking funny. So this is the breadcrumb trail as to why this woman or whether this woman had like a history or why she was necessarily interested in uh, fetal remains in the first place. Um, So this is her a few months. This is no, two years ago, talking about how like her obsession with like baby remains so she says we need to remember the corporal work of mercy to bury the dead or bury i don't know i was just about to say here's the thing if you're making typos in your tweet manifesto you got to resend that i'm sorry you got to delete this tweet and do it again exactly (laughs) exactly 23 retweets hell yeah when all else fails it can be one of our last chances to advance that person's dignity in a temporal sense what then she posts something from sophocles and antigone she writes antigone cemented the desire of mine to liberate bodies of aborted babies from medical waste companies and give them to a proper burial and give them a proper burial like okay holy shit then she posts something from antigone so not only is she going around saying she's a bandito but she's also saying she liberates aborted babies' bodies. I, they're dead. Well, because, okay, and I'm still sorry that I need clarification on this, but med waste company, so is this fetuses that were used for, like, um, stem cell research? So this is the key. This is something super important that we should talk about. Um, let me, again, get my <laughs> our graphics very upsetting um hang on let me hang on let's see if i can bring this shit up slides no Ooh, can i do this upload files this is like so upsetting and this is this is hard this um, patreon is also brought to you by geek squad it it is it, it really is no so yes more information about exactly what happened and who she got this stuff from Yes. Um, So that's back into follow up. You could bury something that day. Why does she have all of this stuff in her apartment? Stuff. Sorry, remains. Well, she's well, she's just trying to. You know, funerals are expensive. To find fetus coffins. I mean, honestly, it's a it's a whole to do. So, okay, she claimed to have gained access to Katrina. Your question gained access to a fetal tissue and organ bank at the University of Washington in Seattle. This is like, I'm surprised we don't have Greg on for this to see what the fuck he thinks about it. Um, the university said it's a, cold, it's a cold storage area, that its cold storage area was locked and nothing was taken. Candy okay. was separately in, uh, indicted on Wednesday and for, for forced entry. We talked about that. So she was saying that she gained access to this organ bank. Um, she wrote on, t- uh, on the 23rd of March, on March 9th, myself and fellow activists gained access to the University of Washington's fetal organ labs and freezers. What? Why would you tweet that? She retweeted right, pictures. Right, if you actually did. Yeah. That's like if Ocean's Eleven had a Twitter and they were like, we got out. Like, no one would ever do that. 
But then she retweeted pictures posted by PAAU. That's her like anti-abortion group right. that shows uh, the contents of a cold room at the University of Washington. It's so weird. So the so what did what was in this university? The cold room contained brown bags in which donated fetal remains dating back to the 1960s were stored mm. inside new containers. The university said the remains were there as they were in the process of completing regulatory steps so that respectful cremation can occur. Because one okay. thing that's funny is that people don't know this, but every time any kind of human remains, uh, cadavers, or mm. fetal remains, they like their ceremonies for those for a lot of people who like donate their body to science, um, there's a cremation, there's ceremonies. Med students will like go to the to the like sort of little memorial for the people they've like di dissected. Like it's Aww. not as disrespectful as you know one might imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, not disrespectful. It's like strangely respectful, is what I'm saying. Right. Um, it's more thoughtful than people would think a doctor might be learning on someone's body or something like that. Right. Researchers at the university use the remains to study birth defects and other conditions, all with the goals of improving the health and well-being of who? Babies and mothers. <laughs> like, And I love that she stole them for a proper burial so they could sit in her freezer for five months when they yeah. were literally there to be cremated. But okay. I know. They were doing it. And this is all in, this is not an abortion clinic, number one, as if that would ever make it okay. This is scientific research from old donated fetal remains mm -hmm. so that we can study how people who want to continue a birth, right, who want to want to be a parent. And keep those babies healthy and alive. Exactly. <laughs> um, but wait, did you see that the university said that they aren't missing any? No, did they, they said they weren't. They said they weren't even missing any. So this is the other insane thing so it's like oh where did she did get she them lie? from? exactly where exactly where did she get them from was she lying are they lying what the fuck the what we do know is that she was sitting on the curb as uh fbi was raiding her home uh, -huh. uh or d i guess this is dc police and a journalist nathan becca says when i asked anti-abortion activist lauren handy what homicide detectives pulled out of her house wednesday she only said quote people will freak out when they hear I mean, she wasn't wrong, but I wonder if that cadence was like matter of fact, like I know this is going to, you know, upset people or like she's like, I know I'm going to get judged for those five fetuses in my freezer. Like, <laughs> like we don't get it. What's I want to know the delivery. They'll never understand me. And like my yes. ultimate motivation, like she went full seventh grade on the curb and was like, whatever, they're totally going to freak out when they see those fetuses in my freezer. But maybe she meant it in a good way, like, get a load of this. So what's, there's so much weirder shit to this. Liz, oh God. Liz Winstead, comedian and, and uh, pro-choice activist who works with abortion AF, she was, you know, she was basically doing some deep diving and found out that there, the, the person who rents Lauren Handy, her apartment, is actually an attorney who is clerked for uh, not just Clarence Thomas, but has clerked for a Fifth Circuit uh, judge, I believe, who is incredibly anti-choice. Uh, this person was, I believe, that one of the people that upheld the Texas law. But basically, like, there's some weird shit happening. There's like a weird lineage. Again, 
back it's to the, the like work of they talk just like everyone else does. It's like if I went out of town and was like, hey, I'm doing a show in Denver. Does anyone have a place I could stay? And everyone <laughs> just DM'd me whatever comics have an extra house. It's like she, her fifth circuit friend was like, oh, I got a place that you can rent out. Like everyone got we connections. She might have got it on Twitter. She was like, hey guys, um, I'm looking for a place for me and like five uh, <laughs> dead unborn people. <laughs> I need like maybe a one bedroom. <laughs> She, like, first of all, I do I, need a full size fridge, though. We think that they were in the fridge, but what if, what if they were in like a little tea party situation with like like Stop. hats and like? <laughs> Why did you make this worse? I was trying to be a decent human on this extra, Francesca. Just so we're clear, I've already. I've been trying so hard. Don't do their little hands. Stop. I'm so upset. Stop. I don't like it. I mean, there's oh worse ways God. we could have found the fetuses, the fetal remains. So anyway, I just, it's so creepy. So, I mean, this these are people who are like, oh, yeah, they eat baby parts and Hillary Clinton, like, feasts on adrenochrome and all, they, like, they're, it is. And it's like, dude, Trump has burner phones and this lady's keeping stuff in her freezer. Like, look in the mirror. Absolutely. The call's coming from inside. Absolutely. It's just incredible. Like, they are exactly, it, it, I don't know. I don't, I, I mean, there's no other way to describe it other than like a three-year-old being like, so I have a friend who um poops in his uh cat's litter box and then, um, uh, yeah be with the cat and you're like i think you poop in your cat's litter box you know what i mean just like oh when you tell a story but it's all it's just things that you do <laughs> exactly it's just the most projection like you don't you can't dream this stuff up because no one even the most rabid pro-choice activists would never dream up keeping fetuses in a freeze it just wouldn't happen it doesn't happen like, except for me, they're like, Jessica, you just talked about a little dollhouse tea party with fetuses. Yes, I did. But I, I'm, I am no saint. <laughs> Minus that bit. You're demo. <laughs> Everybody else. Um, no, that's very true. It, like, I don't know what goes. I don't know what goes like where we go from here in terms of what happens to her. You know, she's already being indicted on this other shit. So, yeah. well, and what you're saying about even what you were saying earlier about burner phones and things like that, it makes me wonder at what point I would understand someone just being totally lost and not trusting anything. So, yeah. so if you're super, super pro the sanctity of a baby life in any form, and then you've been advocating this nut job for 10 years and then hear this story. It's like, where do you have to go after that? Well, what's crazy is that they justify anything. So they'll say, mm. look, there is a reason for her to like it, fetuses in our hands are, fine. are better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but fetuses in, you know, Hillary Clinton, like she's eating them, but well, we are just, you know, preparing them for a burial. Like they have Which the ways. idea that they've let her carry anything over eight pounds in like the past <laughs> decade. It's like, whatever. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Yvonne Chambers, on, on Pitt, thank you for your comments. Is it gives this gives new meaning to dumpster diving? I had to read that. I, you know what it reminds me of too. Do you remember in Fight Club where they steal all the fat taken from the, um, like the the liposuction clinic? There's like a part because they're making soap and they're making whatever, whatever. Yeah. 
So that's what I think of. Like, that's the kind of shit that these people think they're doing. Is... But again, okay, and I'm sure we'll hear more later, but like, what burial was she planning? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't understand. Very, like, Carrie Bradshaw, Mr. Big, you know, like, all white and, like. No, because that tweet makes me think that she's, like, full-on bonkers and was, like, what, going to try to bring him back to life or something. She was, like, pulling, what was that, uh, <laughs> the Antigone that she pulled from? Like. Oh, that, I don't know. That's I don't what know. I'm saying. Once you start pulling, like, otherworldly scripts into things <laughs> and using that to justify it, it's like, what was your plan? Because she's got, like, a Ouija board. I mean, who knows what that's she's what doing That's what I'm saying. I want to know more about those tweets are very uh, cryptic. And it what sounds if- like a word salad that would really open up if you, like, asked her what that really meant. And, yeah. What, what like, what's the other worst? Because for me, I'd be like, she trying to have that baby herself like she's trying to like i thought maybe she was trying to bring them back to life and she would like have a family like that's what but she said proper burial but that again i don't know i feel like there's something extra i feel like the way those tweets read i'm interested on a level that is more than just um an extremist sure Sure. There's, there's like, yeah, there, there's some dark shit, creepy shit happening. Yeah. I mean, it, it is like, the like, movies- you know, that Lori Vallow lady that like fell in love with her boyfriend, but they were like bonkers Mormons that thought that her family had gone dark. So they just slowly killed all of them and like got Ooh. rid of her kids and stuff. Like, it seems like there's something else possibly going on. That's like her. I don't know. Catholic I wanna- anarchy. Nothing but I want to I want to hear I want to hear like a recording of her explaining this to someone under oath. She will be on many podcasts on right wing podcasts. She's going to be explaining herself. No. And this is the thing is like people want to distance themselves from her. But it's like that's actually the natural progression of anti-choice ideology. Don't distance Mm. yourself from her. You rent her an apartment. This is all part. You're fine when she's screaming in people's faces outside of clinics. Mm. Um, what else is she going to get away with? So I don't know. Someone's lying. Either she or the University of Washington, whose security was breached. Holy shit! Because <laughs> also now that I'm thinking of some guy that was in charge of the baby fetuses, and they're just a swinging door, and he's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> just, just a guard sleeping with like a you know half-eaten donut, and then someone slips the keys out. Like a freeze frame starts a movie and he's like, you're probably wondering how I got there. And it's just him in a security (laughs) outfit. Like, oh, no. Just when you think you heard it all, when it comes to, you know, rationale for why abortion should be banned. Some motherfucker comes out with an even worse argument. So South Carolina right now is in a fight. And, you know, activists have been marching. They have been taking the cap, or not taking the Capitol. They've been marching and protesting inside the Capitol building in South Carolina. They have been um, fighting the near-total abortion ban that is being debated this week. And I believe on Thursday is going to be voted upon. Um, and the near total abortion ban has one carve out, which is for the life of the mother, 
which by the way, um, great, thanks for saving our lives. <laughs> but also, again, the caveats and carve outs surrounding reproductive rights are, there's this talk about means testing, right? It's like, well, how much are you bleeding, really? Well, how deformed is the fetus, honestly? Okay, but do you actually need that, uh, your cancer treatment right now? You know what I mean? Like, like the amount of hoops that a pregnant person would have to jump through to prove that their life is in danger. And especially when that pregnant person is a minor, right? Um, we all know that having a kid as a kid is a huge risk. Um, but it's not just going to be up to the doctors, guys. It's going to be up to the lawyers inside that clinic or whoever that clinic consults with or the lawyers in the hospital. It's going to be up to judges, Republican-leaning judges, Republican-appointed judges. And it's going to be up to fucking idiots um, like South Carolina Representative Gillum, who was on the House floor, and he's arguing across the room. He's in the corner here, um, if, you're li- if you're watching back. And he's saying that, um, basically, that rape victims, because there is no carve-out for rape or incest. Those two are, nope, you've got to have the kid, right? It's just the life of the mother. Rape victims, they have choices. They have a lot of choices, and it... It doesn't have to get that far. And here he is arguing with, I assume, a Democrat, i.e. someone who makes any amount of sense in the South Carolina legislature about those cases of rape. Take a look. There were choices that could have been made. That's what I'm saying. Well, tell me why she was forced to carry that when she didn't want it or her people didn't want it. Just because it was by her dad, it was incest. They could have, they could have taken care of that either by the... The mother, danger to the mother, or other ways to do that at the hospital when she went to get a rape kit or whatever the case was. You understand? Explain to me why she is forced to do that. Well, I think that the bill as written requires a person to carry the baby to term unless it affects her life, unless there's, you know, the life of the mother is the only way that she is, she has an out. Is that not right? Well... I'll say this, there's a morning after pill that stops probably before conception. And you know what? That's available in Walmart. You don't have to have a prescription to do that. You could add a DNC. It's depending on when they took her to the hospital. So if her dad rapes her and she's carrying the child, who drives her to the store to get the morning after pill? The ambulance. Uh, Okay. Or at the hospital when she's there. Yeah, we, we can play, but I don't understand how you can say that she was four. The level of stupidity this man is displaying. So uh, who drives her to uh, Walmart or Walgreens to get the Plan B pill? Um, the ambulance or the hospital uh, when she gets there? Like, what are you even fucking talking about? She going to dial 911 and be like, Help, I need to get to Walmart. I need to get a plan B pill. No, that's not going to happen. The hospital's not reaching out to her to help her get a safe abortion. If you've been raped by your dad, i.e. like incest, 
I'm assuming you're probably living in fear of that person. And you probably have no other way of getting anywhere other than, oh, the dad. Like, why does this guy sound like a straight pedophile? This dude sounds like he done he's done the incest and he's gotten all of his children safe abortions. I mean, not abortions, plan B pills. We could we took care of that immediately after I had sex with my kids. Like, why does it feel like that's what he's saying? We, the idea that like a, a child would have access to a healthcare provider is insane. I mean, I'm, 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 it just blows my fucking mind. Or that they, they would feel empowered after being the victim of incest to be able to go and do that. What? In the, in like how, how, how? The morning after pill. They call it the morning after pill for a reason. You have to get it within like 24 hours, if that. So, and, and notice though, the, the real thing about this guy. This fucking lawmaker, who again, definitely, his name is Gillum, but it probably was free porn Mick Crypto, as I said earlier on in the show. Because <laughs> I don't know who the hell voted for this guy. He's mad. You can hear he's mad. Like, here you hear Republicans get mad. He's mad about the term forced. He's like, how can you say it's for? It's not forced. It's not force. Like, and actually, that is a perfect clue that calling anti-choicers forced birthers is a great strategy. Because the more it makes them squirm, the better it is politically. It's the same thing for fascist or semi-fascist or extremist or anti-democratic, you know, whatever. Like, and, and the names that Biden has been calling them, MAGA Republicans, whatever. I, I, have, I just call them Republicans. He calls them MAGA Republicans. But you know that that's a winning strategy because they're mad about it. They get squeamish when you call them forced birthers or when you call it forced birth. How can you call it forced birth? It was forced sex, not forced birth. That's how you know that that term is a better term obviously than pro-life anti-choice i can't believe that we've had to live with for like i don't know 50 years that we've had to live with that busted ass fake ass term pro-life Ugh! i'm so glad that we're finally leaving that behind because it is so clear that forced birthers do not believe in life they are not pro-life I felt like, okay, well, maybe like white gay men are just kind of like they've been now incorporated in the right wing movement. Not so. In fact, it turns out it looks like they come in for the whole pie. And so this was uh, Ted Cruz um, on a like a right wing talk show. Actually, <laughs> his own talk show called The Verdict with Ted Cruz, <laughs> um, where he basically admits that, yeah, Obergefell was ruled improperly. They will never say they don't believe in gay marriage. They'll never really say they don't believe in abortion. They'll just say that it doesn't say abortion in the constitution. Ergo, this is all wrong. It's like, motherfucker, it wasn't even based on that. It was based on right to privacy. No, 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 it doesn't matter. They won't 
mouth the words, but this is exactly what they mean. So here he is speaking to um, the idea that Obergefell is going to be the next in line. Uh, in Obergefell, the court said, no, we know better than you guys do. And now every state must uh, m- must sanction and, and permit gay marriage. Um, I think that decision was clearly wrong when it was decided. Um, it was the court overreaching. It was the court overreaching. It, this is, again, the court is overreaching. The court is overreaching, and therefore we need to take the right for you to marry whoever you want away. The court is overreaching, therefore we need to take away the right to same-sex sex away. Um, as Roller Dragon is saying, uh, it's every due process decision of the last 70 years. Let's not get it twisted. The originalists have arrived. Yeah, the originalists, the originalists who somehow don't know that in when the Constitution was written, the firearm with the greatest power was a musket and the bullet hadn't been invented. And yet you don't see them arguing that the right to bear arms should only apply to gunpowder and muskets, right? No, it's AR-15s, whatever it is, AK-47s, I don't know. Rocket launchers, why not? Um, so that was that's Ted Cruz basically admitting that, like, yeah, Obergefeld um, is next. And then this is Ken Paxton. So um, the Attorney General of Texas talking about, and this was a couple weeks ago, but it's very clear. This is he's talking about like sodomy laws in Texas that were overruled by the Supreme Court decisions uh, and Supreme Court precedent that could potentially be rolled back and potentially also like stand once more. And he would be fine with that. Uh, would you, as Attorney General, be comfortable defending a law that once again outlawed sodomy that questioned Lawrence again or Griswold uh, or gay marriage? Uh, that came from the state legislature to, to put to the test what Justice Thomas said? Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of issues here, but certainly the Supreme Court has stepped into issues that I don't think there was any constitutional provision dealing with. They were legislative issues, and this is one of those issues, and, and there may be more. Right. So that's one of those issues. Um, and Lawrence v. Texas was that decision. Um, the right to, like, basically do you know screw who you want to screw in your own home sanctions of criminal punishment for those who commit sodomy are unconstitutional that is what it decided in 2000 and when three y'all three that's how long like we were invading iraq i was like protesting on the streets i had no idea uh, this is, uh, but, but you know, these are the things again, again, if you went to basic ass public school like me, you're like, all right, oh, really? It's still illegal. Sodomy is still illegal in around the country, but that's not all. So this week, this is from the advocate. They're, they're fi- discovering and they're writing about how the fact that actually lawyers, because remember, these are all extremist lawyers who set up cases with invented real it doesn't matter plaintiffs um and then punt that to extremist judges who then keep on ping-ponging it up right it's like the most disgusting like you know sort of backwards trickle up situation but it's all again 
dark money organizations like the Judicial Crisis Network and others who have been behind the scenes making sure that as we get rights there, they are orchestrating the downfall of some of these rights and these decisions. And Obergefell is definitely one of those. Lawrence v. Texas is one of those as well. And now you have in, this is once again in Texas, um, the case Kelly versus the United States of America filed in federal court in 2020. Um, Mitchell represents several clients who object to the Affordable Care Act's mandate that insurance providers cover, among other things, preventative medications, especially for PrEP. So PrEP, again, this is... um, HIV prevention meds. There, I believe there's like a two, um, two different drugs that can have to be administered at the same time. This and it has been absolutely saving lives. Um, that's what they want to take away, <laughs> like that the ACA cannot cover prep, which the ACA is just a private health insurance company, right? There's there, there, the ACA is not a fucking man. The ACA is. You can go buy insurance on the fucking marketplace. So PrEP mandate forces religious employers to provide coverage for drugs that facilitate and encourage homosexual behavior, prostitution, sexual promiscuity, and intravenous drug use. Oh, great. The lawsuit states it also compels religious employers and religious individuals who purchase health insurance to subsidize these behaviors on uh, as a condition of purchasing health care. No, it doesn't. It does not. It, you're not subsidizing intravenous drug use. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, again, now, it will be no surprise, guys, that this lawsuit, um, the people involved, the plaintiffs, the suit claims, quote, neither they nor any of their family members are engaged in behavior that transmits HIV. Oh, tight, 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 tight. So does that mean, I mean, that's essentially them saying, like, we're not gay. Because <laughs> HIV is a gay disease, right? We're not gay. We don't use drugs. But it also, I read that as like, we have literally no dog in this fight other than we're bigots. Other than we are homophobic bigots and we don't want to provide life-saving meds to people at risk. Effectively, also, I mean, this thing, it's like, it's one thing to be like, I don't want to provide health care for gay people. But the next step on that is, well, I don't want to hire gay people. Mm, so I don't, it's not, it's my right to not hire gay people. And that's sort of where we're going. Uh, but let's stick with the medical field here. This is from the same article. In 2021, a physician in the Texas legislature introduced a bill that would give healthcare providers the right to refuse patients' treatment based on their personal beliefs. Texas Republican state Tom Ol. Oliverson, an anesthesiologist, introduced House Bill 1424, which would make it legal for medical providers to refuse care based on sincerely held moral or religious beliefs. So you arrive at the hospital, your wife or your girlfriend is bleeding out, and you've been in a car accident. It is clear the two of you are together. You're a woman. It's a same-sex couple. And uh, the doctor would really love to save your wife's life right now. But his religious, like, um, you know, his religious beliefs, his God tells him that he should let your wife die. Yeah, I know it's crazy, right? Because God's supposed to be about love and whatever. Not the case. He would, in fact, he would rather 
that if you're a homosexual that you do die. I can't attend to that. Uh, I can't touch gay blood. That's where we're headed. And so you have these like extremist little cases that you think well, this is not going to get anywhere. You know what I mean? Like not under this legal landscape or the legal precedents we've had. But then suddenly with one small unraveling and it's a fucking huge unraveling. It's like the Jenga piece that like didn't you shouldn't have moved. Well, the Supreme Court fucking moved it. And that was Dobbs. And by moving that Jenga piece, the whole thing is at risk of collapsing. And not to mention the fact that this Supreme Court will find a way to hear the cases that they want to hear, no matter how fringe. Because they can overrule lower courts. They can choose to hear, to hear cases that lower courts have already ruled on. And the one thing that gives me minor hope, and I'm super surprised, we haven't really talked about this, I'm super surprised that they did this, was that the Supreme Court did not take up a case in New York um, regarding healthcare workers trying to not be vaccinated based on their religious grounds. And that was like incredibly surprising. Clarence Thomas was fucking pissed about it. Clarence Thomas was like, oh, how dare you? You know, he was like real mad they didn't take it up. But Kavanaugh and Gorsuch were like, you know, we've killed enough people this month and I'm just like, ugh, so tired, ugh, you know? So they didn't take that up. So there's, when it comes to like religious exemptions, bigotry and healthcare workers, I am a little bit heartened by the fact that they didn't take that New York anti-vax case up. But that being said, maybe they're just, you know, maybe they're just not as hot for the vaccinated community to go after them. Maybe they're like, nah, let's, let's stick to like, you know, women and LGBTQ people, women and gays. That's who we're getting. Everybody needs to get pegged. That is the name of this this episode. Everybody needs to get pegged. That's it. That's that is my that's the lesson. That is that is what I'm taking away from everything that is going on. It's the only glimmer of hope. If you're not getting pegged, it's not my revolution. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not even that in. I'm not even like, why is it so, we're so sodomy focused. I'm just, it's so funny how like when you stoop to their level, we just start all talking about butt stuff. Why are we like, 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 it, oh, it's not in the constitution. Let's say the legal president and it was poorly decided butt stuff. Like, I feel like it's just like a slippery stuff. Like you really are just talking about butt stuff. All you're, you're just focused on people doing butt things. Can we, can we like, can we scrape off this legal bullshit veneer and just say that you're just obsessed with people doing butt things? <laughs>